Welcome to the 4 and 5 Podcast. My name is Ken Grandpierre, and this talk is with the Skins. They're a band that symbolizes all the best components of New York City, such as the value of creativity, energy, and diversity. All of that is essentially at the core of what makes the Skins who they are. The experience of seeing the Skins live is infectiously poignant, and the same goes for talking to the five members that makes up the band. This is definitely the most rambunctious podcast we've recorded so far, but the chemistry amongst the band is definitely felt all throughout, and I'm really looking forward to you hearing this. This is the 405 Podcast with the Skins. Enjoy. So it's great to be skinning here with sitting here with the skins, guys. How are you doing? Skinning here with the skins. We're good. <laughs> We're, we out here skinning. Skinning. <laughs> skinning. I was definitely hoping I was gonna let that go through, but fuck it. <laughs> um, I was talking to you two earlier about like how I've seen you guys uh, live loads of times over the years, and I was trying to think about how many times you asked me how many times, and honestly, I don't even think it's possible to count because. I think anyone who's lived here in New York over the years, at some point or another, especially if they go to shows, they've definitely like seen you guys live. Yeah, and I'm sure I'm not the first person that's ever said that to you guys. How does it feel no. knowing that like your live shows stick with people? I mean, that's like the. I think that's that's the goal. That's like why we do it. We want, we, you know, we want to create a space where people feel safe and they can be liberated and they can be free and they can dance and something that hopefully sticks with them. I mean, the Skins shows are all about just, like, having a good time and, like, being a part of the community, like, the Skins community. So. Yeah, dude. For me, That's awesome. For me, it's really gratifying because, personally, at a base level, just from a young age, the whole reason why I got into music was just to let people know I'm relatively good at my instrument. <laughs> <laughs> You know, if people think our shows are cool, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I'm going to agree with Reef on that. That's pretty much the yeah. motivation. It's like yeah. basically to be like, yeah, I'm actually good at this. I love making people dance. Like, I love looking up and you see, like, people smiling and dancing. That, like, makes me feel really good. Yeah, I remember, I think it was either last summer or the summer before, I saw you guys do, like, an outdoor gig at the Lincoln Center. And I yeah. remember that, like, just, like, being in that atmosphere, there was this vibe of just, like, it, I don't want to say stuffy, but it just felt, like, a little bit more uppity. But then, yeah, because like, we're, like, in the middle of, like, bougiest, yeah. like, Yeah, outside. like, the bougiest area of New York City. But it's, like, it was just amazing seeing how, and it was, like, in July, it was hot as fuck, and it was packed yeah. with people. So but it was so cool. I almost fainted after that show. Did you? Yeah, we had an interview, uh, and I was not present for, like, half of it, because oh, I was literally, like, dry heaving backstage. Anyways, it was too <laughs> Hot. Too hot for an outdoor thing. Well, the reason I bring that up is that what's really stuck with me about that show is how you could be in this environment that's hot, be in an environment where people are really stuffy and kind of just like whatever, but then like in the middle of your first song or whether it's your second, people just start getting into it and like, mm -hmm. what's it like being on stage and noticing that? Because you must have noticed that throughout the years, like people reacting to your music. Well, I, I know that um, a lot of questions that come up for us are like you know you used to do like more rock music like especially in our recordings and now you know you're doing this and the main thing that I personally always say is like one we are still a rock band live if you come see us play live we kick ass and like it's we're totally rocking it but also like 
do you know how cool it is to like make people dance? Sometimes when you have like heavy, heavy rock music, it's kind of, I don't blame them. Like it's kind of that music you cross your arms to and like nod your head to, but I want people to like friggin' dance, man. Yeah, so to like react. Yeah. So like this popular vibe we've been going for, which we personally love, no one's making us do this. Like we love yeah. doing this because We've noticed that people, like, it's more like a party instead of, yeah. you know, that typical New York scene where people aren't moving and, like, people look unhappy. And maybe they are happy, but they look unhappy. <laughs> you know, I'm really glad you brought that up because I want to go into that a bit. But before I do, it's really interesting to hear you say that part about it where people talk about how you're rockier at one point than now. Because personally for me, when I saw your shows, I think I started seeing you guys maybe in, like, 2012, I think, is the first time I saw you guys. So that's when like when first started, yeah. Was it really? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit, fuck. Wow, I didn't even know that. That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been living here since 08, and yeah, I just started going to shows like right after I moved here, and then 2012 is definitely when I saw you guys. But it's interesting to hear you talk about that contrast people brought up, because at least to me, back then, there were pop elements when I saw you guys live and listened to we music. We love pop like, music. It wasn't <laughs> intentional, I don't think. Though. No, it wasn't. Like, we're, like, we're definitely more like strategic about how we write music and like yeah. get people yeah. moving at the same time. That balance between it, it just being like letting it come out and having it just be fluid and a totally organic creative process with like, okay, we know that it gets people excited when we do like group chants. Yeah. Or we know that it gets people excited when we have choreo, me and Kaya dance. So... So, yeah, like, just like any, any artist, any career um, that you're in, it's like, yeah, it takes some strategy, but it's also, it comes naturally to us. And so we love seeing what we love to do, the reaction that people have. Um, yeah, we love seeing it come to life. It's like, comes into fruition. Like, everything we do, it comes into fruition when we play it for people and they're excited. That's all we want, is to see people pumped at shows. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, Daisy, you brought this up earlier, but, um, I mean, I feel like it's impossible to live here and not notice it, but, like, when you go to shows or even if it's, like, some random type of event, people just really do do posturing. People really do try to look cool when they're somewhere. Oh, yeah. And, like, when you guys got together and started playing shows, did it feel like almost a res I feel I already know the answer, but did it feel like it was a response to that? Like, a response to just, like how stagnant and boring people could be and wanting to be like the opposite of that because you guys are very much the opposite of that. I think we we definitely will keep that in mind I think I mean I'm you know speaking uh personally but I think that we can all agree that like it we definitely are writing music not for anyone else but like ourselves like we definitely do this because we like it and it's just a plus that like as we kind of like went poppier and stuff that's when we really started to notice yo like people are really dancing now like people are coming to our shows in like their dancing shoes and they're friggin like getting down <laughs> and it's awesome but then once we notice that like now it's like you know what would we dance to I always think about that I'm like we like writing, uh, not just like, we love writing the music that we're writing, and I always just am like, what would I dance to? That's what makes my songs my favorite songs in our set, because I'm like, man, if I was listening, like, I would be dancing to this. Yeah. I just like dancing, even though I can't dance, but I like dancing. <laughs> well, I like prancing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think the goal is to, like, break them. You know what I mean? Like we're usually also we're still in a place where we where we play bigger stages and stuff, and we and we, and we might do bigger tours now, but we're still opening. We're still the warm up. Yeah. So we're we we've always been used to that. We're still used to kind of being a baby band where we're like you know underground or indie popping, but not like 
mainstream popping. Yeah. So we usually, if we're playing to a big crowd, unless it's a show we're headlining, we we're there to to like make to steal them to to make them love us. You know, literally yeah. <laughs> steal the fans. So like that's like that's exciting for us. It's not necessarily not to be cocky, but it's not difficult. But we do put a lot of work towards. Yeah. We, we've always put a lot of work towards that that live element. But it shouldn't be difficult. Over. Like we put in the work. You know and what also, I mean? Like when you put in the work, it's okay to be like, yo, this is not yay, hard. It's, like because it's we worked for the past yeah. like however like, like long. A, like an ownership of it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. It's like with anything that you do, if you, if you practice all the time, when you go and do it, and it actually it actually like it makes works sense. For you. That's like, what oh, should okay. happen. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, that like a New York can be a, a, a tough crowd. But yeah. I've never felt like New York was like super the most like this because I think we bring like and out of people. Yeah, we want to yeah. make people. And it's not even like we want you to be out of your element. If your element is just like bobbing, cool. But like since we're literally like having so much fun and like jumping around and doing whatever on stage, I think it that just is like, oh, this is a place where we can do that. Solely yeah. judgment. Like reason. fun's supposed to be infectious. Like you need it to exactly. Be. Yeah. Exactly. We want the fun to be yeah, infectious. Yeah, people look at Kai and Bailey and they're like, wow, they can dance. And I feel like they look at me and Russ, and they're like, I don't know what those people are doing, but they look like they're having fun. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like, no, but that's why I like us, because it's such a good balance. Everyone is so different. Everyone does something different. Mm -hmm. Like, if there was any five of us that was, like, exactly alike, we would be whack. Because, yeah. like, if there was two of me's, trust me, it it wouldn't work. If there was two of Reese, there was two of us. Like, so, the balance in our band just makes it so diverse and makes... Everyone just want to like be a part of it, I guess. Yeah, like, you'll find idea. reasons to like love me and Bailey, or you'll find reasons to like love Russ and Reef or Daisy for like different reasons. Mm -hmm. So either musically yeah. or style wise, style wise exactly. or dancing or just yeah. like the music element. So it's so true. It's a good like balance. Do you feel that diversity? Diversity in a lot of ways is almost like a testament to like what's helped you guys stay together for so long. Because I mean, I imagine just by virtue of like being a band and being here in the city guys must have seen like a lot of bands come and go even bands that are probably like you know oh my god yeah. arena sized or whatever like yes. see it. Yeah. yo one of the biggest things that i've seen is we played at the new york Marath our very first show ever was <laughs> outside of the mckeithen's house uh for the new york marathon Holy and these shit. these guys came over and they were like hey we love you guys and they were like, we're in this band called Highly Suspect. And oh, I remember oh, going yeah. to their first like few shows in the city. Nobody was there. Now they're friggin' Dude, huge. They're like, now they're like one of the biggest like rock the biggest bands, bands of our time right now. It's and they're crazy. winning Grammys. Yeah. And like, yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm just like, that's cra that, That's the kind of shit you see in New York. And like, not even so much like LA. It's like New York specifically. You'll be walking down the street, you'll yeah, see a cool band, around. and then out of nowhere, five to ten years later, they're <laughs> they like do. huge. Yeah, yeah, sexy they're, they're sexy wearing is the, uh, their hoodie and shit. Oh, that's no. funny. They're, yeah, they're a band that's like been doing it for way, way longer than us. Uh, and then there are bands that have, you know, been doing it for as long. And it's, it's hard. It is a struggle. Sometimes it's a challenge. To, you gotta want it. You have. That's like a conversation that we have to have with each other all the time, like weekly, even on a weekly basis, where we have to like, where we keep each other in check because it's like. If we really want to do this, like I know it feels like we've been going forever, but we have so much more to go yeah. to, to get where we really see ourselves, and we deserve it, and we've put in so much time and work, like, why not go there? But it is a, it is a little bit of a struggle being, like, 
20-something and an artist and self-employed. In 2017. You know what I yeah. mean? So so you really, it's a, it's sacri- you have to make certain sacrifices. Yeah. And there are waves of like, I'm happy to make this sacrifice. And there are waves of like, what the, why, the, why am I doing this? Yeah. You know, so you have to think about why are you doing what what is the bigger picture? Yeah. Um, not like in terms not success in terms of money, not success in terms of fame, but what is the bigger picture? Like inner satisfaction. Yes. Inner internally, what is this doing for you as a person, everything you value? Why do we make music? That's why we, we could try to make music that's fun, that that has a deliberate message, not preachy like it doesn't have to be like preachy and 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 um like excluding certain groups of people, whether even if it's a song just about partying, yeah, we we want to be strong in that. If it's a song about like um, Black Lives Matter or women's liberation, we want to be strong in that. And I just feel like making music, whatever it is, like just ask yourself, why are you doing this? Why are we doing this? Because we yeah. want to have an impact on people. And slowly but surely, I think. We are, we, we do, we are creating. You know, so that really intrigues me with that, and it's something I've definitely noticed over the years, being around different musicians of, like, different genres, is that, like, you know, people see, like, uh, a photo of a live show and see a mm-hmm. bunch of people, and they'll see, like, an Instagram photo where it's, like, really colorful, but they don't see you guys getting up at, like, 6 or even 5 a.m. to make it to another city, or, like, the van, or, like, you know... Right. Like, uh, yeah. dealing with like venue staff that might not be happy that they're working there or just like exactly. there's so much stuff that piles on that oh it's like God. you do have to remind yourself like this is why we're doing what we're doing yeah the behind yeah. the scenes can be a little bit ugly sometimes yeah, yeah. not not amongst us just it just it, like, there's other factors yeah, yeah it's yeah. like you, the factors you have no control over like the fact that you brought up you know there might be someone at the venue who's not happy to work there do you know how many <laughs> of those people we've come across where we're oh, like I've you're an and a lot of asshole sound guys. So, if you're a sound guy out there and you know you've mixed our sound, just, you know, that's re- think about it. That's where we pick it up the recorder to give a message to all the sound PSA. guys. PSA. To PSA sound to all guys. the sound guys have ever mixed our shit. Just, just think about whether or not you're an asshole. You may not, you may not be an asshole. But you may be an asshole. They're just unhappy. See, but like we do something that we love. There are perks, and there 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 are parts that are struggles. Like any job. Like any it's job. A job. Yeah. It's a, if you take it seriously as your career, you're gonna have. It's gonna be a lot of work. Yeah. Same thing as going to school. Same thing as trying to get promoted at no, your I, firm. No, I, I, I love that you said that because I think a lot of people. Maybe not so much as when I was younger. Well, I'm sounding really old. But not as much when I was, like, younger. But, like, people would look at musicians almost like a vocation of just, like, you know, as the opposite of, like, doing... Of having to put... Sex, drugs, blah, blah, blah. That's the thing. Because I think even as when I was little... When we were little... It's so much more work. (laughs) It's so much more work. We don't have the strict rules, like, a nine-to-five, and we don't have a boss really... So we have to do it ourselves. But we put in all the work we do after hours. We sometimes start before nine. Like you have so, to. No, so it so is a lot of work. Or... Like it's way more than that scheduled eight hour work day. day. Yeah. Like it's so yeah. much, and it's a lot of people saying no to us as well, which is sometimes hard, sometimes yeah. not fair, sometimes yeah. a challenge. Sometimes we gotta find yeah. a way to like go around it or Finesse. just be. Just get over it. Here's a perfect So it is a lot of work. Like, you know what, I mean, I mean, I don't know if your, like, girl friends say this to you, but, like, every time we go on, like, a tour or some shit, like, I'll hang out with, like, my guy friends, 
And they were like, yo, like, it must have been mad bitches. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's hilarious. Like, Actually, there's like, no. Like, we go home, we go to sleep, we wake up at 6 in the morning, get in the van, and go to the next city. You know, I mean, the manual labor to bitches ratio, ratio is, really, is really high. Yo, it's, 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 it's way It's off. It's way tilted. Yeah. It's more at work, yeah. less party. It's yeah. a lot of carrying things. It's, yeah. it's almost like, yo, girl, do you want to come to this green room that someone definitely peed on the floor in? Yeah, yeah, it's almost like, no, our green room, we're the opener, it's like our green room, yeah, it's like, hey, hey, girl, do you want to come help me break down this entire drum set for an hour? Back into the boxes for like 45 minutes. That would be and we're lucky and, and, it'll be 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. It's, that's funny. But no, I think it's an interesting point. <laughs> and then point. be too tired to do anything else. Right, exactly. After show, After show run, travel. All your shit. Driving around, yeah. We don't have roadies, you know. Like, I mean, I like maybe one day we'll have a little more free time, but like, even when you got roadies, like when we went on tour with DNC, like they were still over there, like handling their own stuff. Like, it really was, you know, the lifting into the truck. Yeah, maybe they stood back for that, but like they were they were there until the night ended, you know. So, like, I think that's also the kind of mentality we all have, too, is like. I don't know. I don't. I personally am like, let me make sure all my shit is in check, and so that I'm not leaving something behind yeah, at absolutely. the venue because that sucks when that happens. And like, once you do it once, you don't do it again. No, absolutely. So yeah, it's it's crazy. I love right. <laughs> the bitches to manual labor <laughs> ratio. People, people say that it's all the time. Like, I know what Reef is talking. Yeah. About because it's like so ridiculous. Well, as a lesbian, people ask me that too, and I'm like, no, no, dude. <laughs> like, I, I'm tired. I'm a grandma. Yeah, and just. As like wanting to be with them as well, it's like, bro, there's no time for that. Also, like, <laughs> like, right, after, like when, we, when we have our 30 minute set on stage, like that is the most time we get to look at the bitches. We can't even go touch them. <laughs> also, we're like, doing the pop bitches tours. Literally, yeah, pop tours. We you started doing pop you wanna, you tours, wanna, wanna, like yeah. with DNT. Can you understand? These girls are lived. Like most oh, yeah. of them are, you know. <laughs> Some of them are like 14, so it's not even a thing. We're not, not even thinking about that. Yeah, it's not even we're not thing. even thinking about that. Besides and then when the they work. are, they're I'll going to the that. headliners green room, and we're like, right. hi. <laughs> but I think it's a good point to bring up, okay, this is not like a fairy tale, right? So yeah. Because when you're little, you're like, I want to be a singer. I want to be a princess. I want to be fun. I want to be a paleontologist. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to be like, yeah, like a paleontologist, not just being like, it's cool, not thinking about, okay, you have to go get all of these degrees, right? When you, you want to be a rock star when you're little or a singer or something or an actress. Think Beyonce's having fun? No. I mean, it's fun at the end of each year when she has 95 million in her bank. Right, exactly. That's fun. Yeah. But, but it's probably like a lot of every, writers. But in terms of the words so, and not even being, be, not being able sleep. to be herself, right. not being able to go outside to the store and get a regular, like, I mean, it's so her. much more like, yeah, because she's on TV and she got a Gucci bag, everybody is like, oh, wait. I want to be that. I want to be her. They're like, you're a singer. But it's like, no. Because as soon as she trips outside, it's the same person, <laughs> the same thing <laughs> is the one going to be on social media like Beyonce now. I mean, Michael Jackson, the most famous so musical artist of all time, had a horrible personal life. So it's not life. easy. Oof, yeah. It's not easy. It lightly. But just <laughs> yeah, like yeah, our, yeah, immediate, exactly. our immediate situation for us it's like we're not even on that scale at all and i we it's just it is it is a lot of like we're happy to do it but it is a lot of work i feel like if we ever you know when we get to that level that, that we want to be in terms of success or exposure i would want to be like dude this is the truth 
you have to work hard to get to where you want to be. Because when we, we didn't necessarily choose to be career musicians, it kind of just happened. We yeah. did it for fun and it just happened. And we so easily went that route because we were like, oh yeah, this is awesome. We're already good. Like, we're lit. It's good. Was part of that fun that when you started doing it, you kind of, because I always imagine this must have been what it was for you guys after like seeing you guys live and listening to your music. Was part of that realization that, oh wow, there's like nothing else I want to be doing. Because when you guys are on stage, that's what it comes across as. Like, I can't imagine you guys doing anything <laughs> like, else. Definitely. And for me personally, I think right now, I'm like, I can't imagine me doing anything else but performing and like being in the skins. But it really took a while. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, our first and second year of like being in the skins, especially for me, I think, because I started last, I, I just like was going with the flow. Like, there was two elements in life where I really knew, like, I wanted to do this forever. And it was when we met Rick Rubin and, like, we auditioned. And, and it was when I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers. As corny as it sounds, yeah. like, when I saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I was like, it was like I want to be in the skins forever. Like, I want to do music forever. Like, I, it, it really, like, changed my I whole life. Yeah. I can really it made me want to, like, go practice. Like, it made yeah. me want to, like, get lit. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, but I get what you mean when you said uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers, because the first time I saw them live was about, I want to say, three years ago. And I think for most people, they associate them with, like, all these hit singles and, like, these arenas. But, like, you watch them on stage, and it's like, you yeah. see the skill. And like, I listen insane. to them. Like, I'm, trust me, I'm like a Beyonce, a whatever fan, urban, hip-hop, like everyone else. But just their performance in general... And just everything and the instruments, I was just like, this is what I want to do. I want to be like them. Like, yeah, and they're I, a band too that's I want the skins to be on this level. Like, I want to perform. It was like the performance, too. And you can just, tell they're still in it. it like, they're still, so good. They still like, well, I don't know. It seems like they still like performing and being together. Yeah, like, this is it for them. Like, what they're doing yeah, is exactly like, what they want to be doing. And it was so light. It's not anything that was, like, thought out. It was just like, this is what they do. They've been yeah. doing it. Definitely, I think we want to get to that level. The because, moment... Oh, sorry, no. Oh, I was just going to say, the moment for me was um, when this was, like, literally within our first year, uh, The Heavy was one of my favorite bands. It still is one of my favorite bands. Like, I just was a huge personal fan. And then they caught wind of us, and that was our first tour. And once we did the first, like, little... It was only, like, four days. And once we did that, I was like, oh my god, no, this is a real thing. We and then we went to France with them, and then especially after we went to France, yeah. I was like, I want to do this, like, uh, all the friggin' time. <laughs> and then I dropped out of school, literally, like, a month later. <laughs> <laughs> literally, same. Yeah, we that must have been the best feeling in the world. It was. <laughs> my parents were really unhappy for a little bit, and then they were, now they're extremely ecstatic As about everything. As someone who stayed in school, I can honestly say you made the right choice. Hell yeah, I know, my, all my friends stayed in and like I just see I, I just I mean some people really love school and like good for them I'm really happy that they like you know are happy with school but like I have the majority of people that I've seen in schools uh, they're very unhappy yeah. they always know what they want to do but they're not actually doing it and so I was really happy that like I only endured a, like a full semester and then a half semester and I immediately after the full semester I was like I don't want to be here. And <laughs> it was kind of similar for me because I did a couple touring, a couple tours when I was in school, and it'd be the thing where I'd be Her going photography. Yeah, photography cool. and like helping tour uh, tour managers. And it'd be a thing where I'd be gone for maybe a week or two or three weeks, but I'd come back to school and it'd just be the contrast. You're just so like, fuck. Yeah, literally <laughs> like fuck. I don't want to be here. Yeah. yeah. 
It's oh, like coming off of summer. Hell yeah! Vacation. Like I remember, cause like I'm the youngest. I'm the youngest member. I remember I was like in eighth grade, and we got like a text that like we were going to France on tour. It's like oh my! What? Is that like, like, that's like, when I was oh. just like yo. But like, he was in. Oh. It's different from college. Because <laughs> so college, you can be like yo, I'm not coming to class. And like with middle school, you can't do that. I mean, like, you can't do that. But I was just like yo, like I know that music is gonna be it. That's when I was like, all right, I'm really not fucking with school anymore. As soon as I got that text, I was just like, okay, this is just... Yo, back in the day, Michelle McKeithen used to call me like, Reefy can't come to practice. He got into a fight at school. And he got detention. And then I'd call Reefy and be like, yo, I'm gonna... We're gonna have practice. And I would call back Michelle and be like, listen, he won't do it again. He kept doing it. But it worked for a little bit. I was like, Michelle, please. <laughs> like, we just want to rehearse, please. You know what I love about, you know what I love about that story is that um, from talking to you guys and seeing guys over the years, you know, one of the vibes you guys give off as well, as well as like, you know, having a lot of fun and all this kinetic energy is that you guys come across as like a gang, like a very close, tight-knit group of people. And like, you know, as a fan of music, you see that and you hope that's the case. But to hear you talk about that, it's like, you know, to call his mom, it's like, you guys are essentially family. In a way. Oh, my God, oh yeah. My God. Their mom is also Her my mom, mom and vice versa with like my mom, so you know? Familiar. Everything, it's like a family. No, yeah, it totally yeah, we is. We also know each other from Adelong, too. Yeah. Dude, I don't have friends except for these people. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking about that. Like, I, I, I'm sorry, my, my, my people, but I, I, there's a reason why I only do music. It's because I literally am stuck in it. In the studio doing yeah. my dream so yeah, I don't have I don't have I don't have time to go to your house and drink beer all the time <laughs> I love you guys but shout outs to my homies who do uh, really cool work there's there's a few of you that has to be an amazing feeling though that's that. awesome yeah you know a few months ago you guys released an EP uh, called Still Sleep and uh, you, yep yep and it was definitely we talked to her before about you know writing pop songs and delving into that and this EP is definitely like, you know, a next level for you guys and just making music. Mm-hmm. How would you say the experience of making that different from other experiences you had in making music? Because I feel like this is just, oh. when I listen to it, it's totally different. Oh, yeah. So, but still see, you at the same You guys, point. see, you guys haven't heard, like, the four years of, like, over 100 songs that we were working on in, like, more of a developmental stage in our writing career. Yeah. So, it, it seems like, like, from one extreme to the <laughs> other, right? But we've been working towards creating a sound and it doesn't, it's not just limited by that label of pop or pop rock or R&B or any one label. I honestly think the evolution of our sound is still going. We, we're, you know. Yeah, you haven't heard all the, the songs between Summertime and Still Sleep, and very, but right. there was a very gradual, like, slope Yeah, it was a gradual slope. And it's still And it's still going. going. But, but. It wasn't, it, it didn't feel, okay, well, I can say if I think way back to when we first were writing music, we would be, all the band, we would be in one room, and we would be playing live, and sometimes recording all live together, like, literally, we would be playing, like, a blues per, blues rock progression, and I would be, like, freestyling, singing something, a melody, and we would write that way. Now, it's a little bit different. We'll map out music, we'll do the beat, we'll do melodies or concept and we'll track everything individually. Um, I think, but I, I don't, it didn't feel that crazy because like Dave said, it was gradual. 
it wasn't just like, oh, we're just gonna start writing like songs with hooks and, and big choruses. Yeah, but what people was, heard was, yeah. here's rock, and then here's still sleep, and right. boom, no one, no one sees the behind the scenes thing. Yeah. But you know what's very said. strange to me about that, mm -hmm. and like, I'm sure you guys have noticed this too, especially with like the acts that are like, uh, being propelled throughout like uh, the last couple years is that we're definitely in a time now at least I like to believe so we're definitely in a time now where genre matters so little mm -hmm. and in almost like a, in a respectful way as much as a reactionary way because here's a time where people are listening to whatever they want to listen to but they're also artists who are I would say Lord and James Blake and people like this they're artists who encapsulate so many different facets of genres but you can't define their genre exactly. and, I, and I feel fairly with you guys still sleep it's kind of like that yeah and I love what you said because just in terms of you can't really define one genre I think my generation in general is just really good at not like sticking in one box, one box yeah. whether it's music fashion whatever writers we don't be artists yeah. we are so good at like not you know coming out the box not being one thing so I think definitely like our generation especially musicians and artists like trappers can do yo Thug's new album yeah he was he a country, country song bro, he must have been star. in the studio with country ass <laughs> writers bro like Uzi too like yeah. so that's why I, and that's why I love us Dude, like, and, yeah and there's five of us as well which big, will give you an even exquisite sound than just being a solo <laughs> artist because when you're a solo artist you know that's like one person kind of picking like how they want to sound what they want to sing about but with Russ and with Daisy and with Bailey and with Reef and with me and with everyone like saying oh add this in the beat or it's gonna be something so cool like hip-hop and rock and blues and jazz so yeah yeah, you know, before I let you go, I just want to say thanks for chatting me. It's it was fun as ever. I think that's one of the funnest this interviews fun. I've done. Yay. Uh, one of the first times I had someone grab a recorder, so a nice one reef. That was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. you know, sometimes you just got to... <laughs> you have to emphasize yeah. things. Sometimes you got to let the uh -huh. universal sound guy <laughs> fucking... Ponytail trucker um, yeah, Look, let's have whatever. a coach to the douchebag. Yeah, you gotta tell the sound guy union that sometimes they... <laughs> Y'all need, to, uh, need to get it together. Yeah. So you know what? I feel like so many people who would like listen to this interview and then go check your music out, like when they hear the songs, they're gonna hear so many different sounds and so many like, like a beautiful barrage of sounds. But what I wonder when you guys are in the studio and you're making music and when you're writing together, how do you personally know when a song's finished? Because as a listener, when there's so much stuff going on, it must. What makes you guys feel satisfied that this is a skin song? Dude, There's it's a lot never finished. For me, I'm a crazy. I'm like OCD about it. It can, be the, it can be seemingly the most perfect song. It's never finished. But I think it comes down not not even to be cliche. It comes down to like what feels the best. Like what Days is saying, how she gauges it. Can I dance to this? Yeah. Is it gonna get people going? We play it. We try it out live. Do people turn up to it immediately? We show our friends. We're exactly. like, what do you think? It's, it, there's a few different processes, I, but, but I think for me it's like, does this feel amazing? Like this feels, I love saying this. This is light work. This feels amazing. I love the message, whatever it is. I think it's, it comes down to that instinctual, the intuitive feeling. And like if it just doesn't stick, we never force anything. Like yeah. if, it, if, if it just like, if we're constantly like pushing and all of us are just kind of like, eh, I don't know, like I don't know, like we kind of will let it go and then maybe revisit it later or sometimes not. Like sometimes we're just like, you know what? Not for us right now. Because yeah. I feel like every song that we're like happy with, the, it's universal that all of us are like, yo, this is a bomb song. This is awesome. Even when it's in sketch mode, like we're like, this is going to be lit. Tell, right. You can right. tell, right. You know pretty immediately. Yeah. 
Yeah, you can tell. Yeah, like whatever feels just like the this best. is yeah, this is just good. But then yeah, we show it we it's show it to like our friends and family. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what do you think of this? It's a rough. It's a demo. It's rough. But what do you think? You know? Is that like the main Disclaimer. test? Yeah, like a, demo. It never works though, because you know they're like, well, you know, you should turn. You should this, turn. You should put some more yeah, yeah, you should add some more. Yeah, so annoying. Do your yeah. songs go through like a personal test? Like for example, I remember reading a couple months ago how Bruno Mars he'll like work in the studio for like eight to twelve hours a day, and he's like a uber perfectionist. But oh his whole test is to put it in like uh, I think it's a car from the eighties that he has, and he puts the song we do car on tests. the stereo. Yeah, yeah. Bruno, and we best, don't have eighties. The best test is the, car is the iPhone speaker test. <laughs> that like, yeah, yeah, because like. I mean, if you get in, like, mix shit, it's like, this is mono, it's not stereo. It's, yeah. And it cuts off, like, everything below Bass, 200. no subs or anything. So, like, if you can hear the bass and you can hear everything on an iPhone, it's generally going to transfer. Yeah. Over in the clubs, it's going to be like... Yeah, it's going to be fucking <laughs> Yeah. But then we do, car, yeah, Daisy does car tests, too. Yeah, all the time. Daisy drives <laughs> us around everywhere, so... I do a little... Bluetooth speaker test. Yeah, Bluetooth that's, speaker test. That's yeah, another. Basically, everything that isn't a like professional studio dual speaker yeah. system <laughs> is a friggin' test. And like, if it sounds good on one thing but not the other, then you know you gotta fix something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but totally like iPhone computer, mm -hmm. something where there's shitty like no bass, like shitty. shitty. Things. Yeah, yeah terrible, things. terrible. If it's bumping, like... if it's bumping out the phone or the computer, then it's lit. Or the yeah. Headphones. 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 They're they're pretty. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, this is the top of the scale. Thanks for sharing with me. Thank you, man.